Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks. And in today's episode, this is a Monday solo episode. Today, I am diving into a topic that I think is so fun. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably also think it's super fun. But I think most, maybe quote unquote, normal people. <laughs> think that this is not such a fun topic, but I'm going to make it fun today. We're going to dive into not all of the details because this can be a very all-encompassing topic that I could create easily an hour, two-hour episode about if we really want to dive into all of the details, but I am going to give you a basic overview of what the heck is five flag theory, what does that mean, and a different way of thinking about five flag theory that I heard recently and that will be featured on the podcast in coming months. And that was a very interesting way to perceive five flag theory. And it made me realize that all of us living this global citizen lifestyle have a different way to perceive absolutely everything. With that being said, and I'll dive into that a little bit more at the end, let's get into what is five flag theory and why is it actually more like six, seven, eight, nine, ten flag theory these days? It's definitely not limited to the five flags that it originally was when it was created. These flags are, they're always becoming more and more as our world is progressing. What is five flag theory. Flag theory or five flag theory is basically a concept that was created a while back by Harry Schultz back in around the 1960s. It originally was the three flag theory. Within the three flag theory, Harry, the founder of the flag theory, he created these three flags that you want to diversify to protect yourself, protect your wealth, and protect yourself from who knows what could happen in the country and or government where you happen to have a passport or live or be from, or potentially all of the above if they're all the same country. In his original three flag theory, the three flags were passports, offshore incorporation, and playgrounds. So passports is pretty straightforward. Passports meaning Do you have a second, third, fourth, whatever passport? And do you have those passports in case that you don't like the direction that your government is going in? You want to have a backup plan. And in today's day and age, you really want three plus. Three or four is a good number, even five, but you really don't just want two anymore. You want multiple backup plans, multiple passports. The next one was offshore incorporation, which means setting up your business overseas to reduce your taxes. There are so many places, if you have the right setup, of course, 
where you can not necessarily get your taxes to zero in some cases, depending on your business and where you are setting this up, but you can get your taxes very, very low, potentially zero, but if not very low. Think paying five, seven, 10% tax, maybe even 15% tax, again, depending on your setup, instead of paying a 25, 30, 40, 50, even plus 50. I have heard of that many times. It's so shocking and unfortunate. But yeah, this flag really applies to setting up your business somewhere where you can reduce your taxes. And his original last flag in the flag theory was a playground. So a playground means having a address, a house, a rental, whatever that may be in a tax haven and spending your time there and spending your time in somewhere that if you are doing the right type of setup will not tax you. So you want to maybe have a home there, like I mentioned, or maybe not have a home there, but just go there pretty often. It's a place where you can call your semi-home if you're not owning property. It's a place where you like to vacation, live, shop, do all of the things. And then maybe you want to leave and continue traveling or go to other countries. So those were the three originals. Now, when we are talking about five flag theory, it can get it gets a little bit muddier. It's not so cut and dry these days because there are so, so many flags. And every person I hear speak, every podcast, every blog post now has different five flags. And the common ones are always going to be the same, which I'll get into in a second. But the full five flags, what I have noticed, usually vary a little bit. So again, all of this is with a grain of salt. Any other podcast, blog article, speaker, anything that you see, it will be their version of the five flag theory, not necessarily what the true five flag theory is because like I said, there are those ones that are staples, but then usually the fourth and or fifth can change a little bit depending on how you know and utilize your own five flag theory. Let's dive into what I'm going to say are the five flags. Again, not sure if they are the OG flags, but they are definitely the prevalent ones. We have the second passport, which was part of the original three flag theory. We have the business haven, again, part of the original three flags and playgrounds. These three are still part of the five flag theory and still very important pieces of the puzzle when you are looking to move abroad to optimize your situation, lower your tax liability, and be diversified so that not one country, government, system, etc. has claims to everything you own. And this is the whole point of the flag theory is that not one system government. I like to call them corporation these days because that's kind of what governments are. You don't want one place, one country, let's just say, to have claims on absolutely everything that you own. These are the three and now the rest of the ones in the five flag theory. Bank accounts. Bank accounts are a huge piece of the puzzle and bank accounts means that you have multiple bank accounts. And no, these don't need to be, you know, the sketchy drug dealing bank accounts that I think we all think of when we think of Panama or something of the like. These are over-the-counter legal bank accounts that the government recognizes and any government will recognize. So you want to make sure that you have your assets, your investments, 
anything like that that can be stored with a financial institution, you want to have that in various different countries. And bank accounts, I could do a whole another episode. I love talking with other people about bank accounts because it is increasingly becoming so much more difficult to open bank accounts in different countries. It didn't always used to be so difficult, but now a lot of countries don't want you opening a bank account, unfortunately, unless you have residency there, you have a residence permit, whatever that may look like. There are even some countries where it can be difficult to get a bank account, even if you do have residency in that country and a resident permit there. Banking is increasingly becoming more difficult, but of course there are the tax havens that have been around for a while, where if you're a part of that system, sometimes even in the case of Panama, not a part of that system, then you can open a bank account there and actually bank in that account. It's not like it's a not legit account. There is an app and you can usually hold multiple currencies. I find it's usually free currencies is pretty standard. You have account numbers and wire numbers and everything. These are legit bank accounts. The last one in the five flag theory is your residence where you legally, this is important, legally, where you have residence. Now, you don't necessarily, depending on the country, have to actually live there to get residence. Maybe you have to live there no days a year. Maybe it's three months a year. Maybe it's six months a year. It does depend based on the country. That's where this entire plan varies so much based on your lifestyle and what you want, because what you want is going to be very different from me not wanting to have to stay in a country for three or six months out of the year, because that's not the lifestyle that I want to live. With legal residence, you want to obtain a second, third, or potentially fourth or more, there's no limit, in a tax haven country to get the benefits, <clears throat> to get the benefits of living in that country without the tax obligations of citizenship in some countries. Where I have my residence and my tax residence, I'm looking to actually get a few more in the future just for backup sakes. Now, you can really only have one tax residence. You have to figure out where that's going to make the most sense for you. But you can have other residents in different countries, and you don't have to only have one residence. You can have various different residents. With that, I recommend making sure you have if an address, if possible, I know that's not always possible, have a phone number in that country, have the basics, which we're going to dive in close to the end of this episode, but have the basics if you are a resident there, because when you're opening an investment account or a bank account elsewhere, they are going to ask, where is your residence? What is your phone number? What is the address? Sometimes they will want to see utility bills with the address on it. If you're not really truly living there, it can get tricky if you have questions about that then message me because I definitely know about that. That is the lifestyle that I live. These are the five flags. Again, it can be swapped out. Sometimes you will hear residence and tax residence. They are two different things. Sometimes you will hear, you know, having, like I mentioned, multiple residencies, which you can absolutely do. That is totally legal. But then having tax residency as well in a country that is different from those residencies. Of course, you will need residency in a country if you're getting tax residency, but then you can diversify into more residencies and just have your one tax residency. So sometimes you might see residencies and or tax residencies as these different flags. 
those are the five flags and you want to make sure that you have ideally and it's not easy to do especially increasingly with governments being more strict financial institutions being much more strict and knowing that this is happening a I don't want to say mainstream, but a little bit more mainstream for global citizens. You want to make sure that all of these countries are different. The country where you have your passport is different than the where the other four flags are. The country where you have your business set up is different than where the other four flags are. Basically, you want to have one country that is different and unique for each of these five flags, if possible. And it is possible, but it's not something that you're going to set up tomorrow or next week or even next year. It's something that does take time. And if you have questions about this and what this may look like for you, then always feel free to message me. And I'm happy to chat about what that plan may look like a little bit more for you. Because like I said, everyone's situation is different depending what your business is, where your clients are coming from. If it's well, if it's in an in-person business, then that's just you're you're kind of tied to the country where your business is, is why you want to have, if possible, and I'm sure probably everyone listening does, but you want to have something online where it moves with you because if you are in one country, then you will be stuck paying taxes in that country for your business. It gets a little bit trickier when you do have a shop or whatever it may be that is a physical location in one country. These are great. These five flags, make sure that they're all diversified in different countries. Start figuring out a plan that works best for you. Let's get into some of the other options for when I say it could be seven flags, 10 flags. There are so many more flags these days. It's not just five flags anymore. One of the flags that is important to note is what I call a digital flag. A digital flag means that you have security, you have assets, your communications is all protected online and it's not all coming from one company that is based in one country. What does that mean? Let's say Google. You have all of your secure correspondence for your business and you know you likely don't want any of this information to get leaked. And everything that you're using is going through Google Workspace. You're using their email. You're using their browser. You're using Google Drive. You're using Google Sheets and Docs. You're using the whole suite of Google. Well, Google is not very secure to begin with. (laughs) If you really want security, I don't think anybody is going with Google, but it's easy. So that is one point, I guess, because it is easy. And a lot of people use it. But You want, again, the one company, which is Google, has claims to essentially your entire digital business and lifestyle virtually. And we don't really think about this so much, but increasingly because we know now how unsecure Google can be and how they don't sell your data in your email inbox in Gmail, but they do use that for different purposes and to target ads at you. And they do use that information. They don't sell it. At least they say they don't sell it, but that information is still used against you. So your digital flag is ensuring that you have protection and that you are using companies that are not just based in one country. Google is based in, I don't know if their company is set up in America or likely elsewhere, but they're based in one place. 
you want to make sure that you're using something. I know Proton Mail is a great option. I'm sure there's other options out there that are more secure. Proton Mail is amazing for security. They specifically promote that. They have a VPN as part of their package and they are everything that they do is encrypted and much, much more secure. So if you are using companies that are based in different countries, then that one country, if your data is ever seized, does not have claims to all of your data, all of your files, all of your emails, whatever that may look like. There are so many more other flags that I'm just going to briefly mention, but as you continue down this lifestyle, you again want to make sure that all of your flags are diversified into different countries because you don't want one country or government to lay claims on even three or definitely not four of these flags because then they have maybe not all, but almost all of your assets. So you want to make sure that you are diversifying these five flags. And like I said, as you continue down this journey, some other flags that you can diversify in could be investments, could be if you are looking to store your gold somewhere, or if you have valuables that you want stored somewhere, don't store that in a place that has three or four of your other flags because the government can lay claims if they would ever need to, and especially if you're a high net worth individual on all of those things that are based within that country. What else do we have? Real estate. Real estate is a big one. Make sure that that is diversified. We also have medical care. The medical care flag, especially if this is something that you need on a regular basis, then you want to make sure that you are in a medical medical care system that is different from all of these other five flags that you're getting service, that you are paying the med- Medicare bills, medical bills to the country that is different and not all of your claims are within a country that already lays claims to many of your other flags because that could then tie you more deeply to one specific country, which is the whole point of this is to not be tied to one country, to lower your taxes, and to truly live a global lifestyle. I mentioned at the beginning that this is one way to think of five flag theory. And when you see most people speaking or writing about five flag theory, you will hear something very similar. And again, the flags can change somewhat, but something very similar to what I just mentioned. However, I was recently speaking to somebody and it was a very interesting conversation surrounding the flag theory because he had a different take on it. And like I said, this will be coming out on the podcast in coming months. But his take when I asked him about the five flag theory and what are the flags, well, he started telling me that for him, the flags meant that when you obtain residency, citizenship, whatever it may be, some sort of permanent or semi-permanent tie to a country. He put it very well. He has different wallets for different countries where he has flags and where he has citizenships and residencies because you want to diversify what you have in that country. And to get set up in a country, what do you need? You need potentially an address. You will need your driver's license. Usually if you are getting a residency, you will also get a driver's license. You need your banking cards. You need a phone, a SIM card, and maybe maybe another phone. I don't know. I guess it depends how many SIM cards you have in different countries around the world. 
but you'll need a SIM card. So you need the basics to get set up. So for him, flag theory was setting up these basics, setting up the address, the bank accounts, the phone SIM number, setting up all of these things in the country where you are a temporary permanent resident or citizen, where you are setting up one of your flags. I thought that this was an interesting take and I wanted to include this at the end of the episode because flag theory can be very subjective as I have mentioned throughout this podcast, but this was a different take that I had never experienced online or seeing any speakers, podcasts, anything like that surrounding flag theory. I thought that that was very interesting. So thank you for listening. I hope that this brought more clarity to what the heck flag theory is and why it is important if you are looking to live a global citizen lifestyle. Again, I'm diversifying the language from digital nomad to global citizen because global citizen is really if you see yourself living this lifestyle long term. And if this is a true lifestyle for you, if this is just something that you love traveling and it's going to be 5, 10, even 15 years, and then you plan to go back to your home country and live there, don't don't bother. Of course, it's great if you can easily set up bank accounts or anything like that in countries. It's always great to diversify. But unless this is truly a lifestyle for you for the rest of your life, this is definitely going to be a journey that you're going to go down just to reverse once you end up becoming a resident and or citizen likely you probably won't revoke just to get your passport your citizenship again but to get your citizenship or your residency again after it has been renounced so this is really something that you want to start thinking about if you are looking to diversify your life for the rest of your life i thought that was important to note that's why i am speaking more to the global citizens here than to the digital nomad crowd. But if you are nomadic and maybe you are not sure, this is a good time to start thinking about what you want your life to look like down the road. For me personally, I don't know what my life is going to look like. I think that is so boring. I do not want to know what my life is going to look like. That's why I left the corporate world and I work for myself and I'm in a different country, city, town, whatever it may be every single month. But I also know my goals and my plans and what I want for the future. I don't need to know exactly what every single day or where I'm going to be is going to look like to know the goals that I have for myself in one, five, 10, I was going to say 50 years, but yeah, I guess I'll still be around in 50 years, in 50 years. <laughs> Not that I've thought quite that far, but I do have a plan for what I want my life to look like. And the day-to-day -day is a little bit more free than the entire scope of the picture. And I know that being a global citizen is absolutely within that picture. But I hope this episode got you thinking and maybe you learned something new. If you did, then please message me on Instagram or tag me. Take a screenshot of what you are listening to now, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it may be. Take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories or wherever you are most active, your Twitter, whatever that may look like, and tag me. And I'd love to hear your takeaways so that I can continue creating content that you enjoy and that serves you because this is what I love to do. So thank you for listening. All of my links are below if you want to connect or grab my freebie or anything like that. I would greatly appreciate you leaving a review if you are enjoying this podcast and the reviews really encourage me because three episodes a week is not 
easy. I've been doing three episodes for two or three months now. Not easy, but so, so rewarding. And I hope that it brings you more knowledge on your digital nomad global citizen journey.